If you like the Middle-Aged Man Talk podcast, consider giving us your support on Patreon. Hello and welcome to the Middle-Aged Man Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan. And I'm your other host, Richard. As always, we are going to eat some Asian snacks and have some good Middle-Aged Man Talk. Richard, what are we snacking on tonight? Uh, We've got some chippies, taro chips instead of potato chips. We have herbal jelly. Herbal jelly. Herbal? You don't use the H in herbal? No, I don't use the H in herbal. monster. I don't use the H in herb either. (laughs) <laughs> you got some herb, man. I got some herbal jelly from Asia. And we have chocolate-flavored soy drink. Can we start with the soy drink? I suppose we could start with the soy drink. Well, we have six. They come in a six-pack. These are... What is the brand of these? It's Vita Soy. These were bought at TNT. They're chocolate-flavored, so they might not be too bad. 160 calories for a little Tetra Pak juice box. Full of sugar. With a paper straw. Oh, it is a paper straw. Isn't that environmental of Vita Soy? Non-GMO soybeans. Non-dairy. Vegan. Did you shake yours up first? Are we supposed to? How come yours is jiggly? Mine's not jiggly. That's because you put your thing in first. Yep. You already penetrated the soy container. My wife will be like, don't say penetrated. It's a perfectly good word. Unlike moist. Unlike moist. It's a terrible word. I used, my wife listens to our podcast and I used, uh, what was it? I used the word ejaculation. You know, which if you actually read like from the 1800s and older books, you know, that's quite an ejaculation. But now like it only means semen. Ejaculate, you know, used to mean anything that was ejaculated or ejected. Now it's just semen. I'm like, no, no, I used the word correctly. She's like, that may be, but it sounds like you're talking about gross. I like this chocolate milk drink. This is, this is a buy again, I think. Yes. It's got a really nice chocolate flavor, which almost masks a soy flavor. There's no funny carrageen flavor or, or thickness. You know what I mean? Like in... In like 1% dairy chocolate milk now. Yeah. They add that stuff to give it that mouthfeel. There's none of that weird mouthfeel. I like this. It feels more watery. But... That's like a lot of the soy drinks though. There's a certain liquidy quality to them. It does have carrageen in it though. Mm. It's just I think with, with the chocolate milk it's the mixture of the little bit of dairy fat plus mm. gives it that, that thickness. Maybe there's less carrageen. It's very low in the list. Could be. Best before. See top of pack. Oh, this is good for ages. See, if I buy things at a, at the big Asian grocery store, the TNT store, I don't buy, like, you know, I was going to say used, used stuff. It's not used. <laughs> I don't buy used food. Who'd like half an egg roll? No, this is uh, this is not bad. I, I, I was expecting worse. <laughs> um, it's I don't mind the taste. From Hong Kong. This is from Hong Kong? That's what it says. Made in Hong Kong. Right in the back of it. Oh, wow. Big big English letters. Okay, so this is Cantonese chocolate milk. On to... Hong Kong, so it's British soy British. milk. British. Let's have the... Oh, do you want chippies or do you want herbal jelly? Let's go with the herbal jelly. Herbal jelly by... Oh, we've had this brand before. Sunity. But it's like an S on its side for the S-U-N. So this is a two-pack with these bowls of some sort of jelly stuff. I'm not describing this well. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like coconut jelly or something like that. Water, nata de coco, white sugar, mensona powder, tapioca starch. It's like a typical Asian. So it's tapioca put. Um... Contains coconut milk manufactured. It's one of those typical kind of jellies with the weird stuff in it, all the different. Well, the Asian ones. The little. It's like a pudding cup, but Asian style. Yeah, it's. it comes with milk, a little, uh, little 
packet of milk packet and of a milk. little uh, packet of syrup. Packet of syrup. Okay, yeah, no, it looks almost chocolatey, but it's watery. They did say cocoa in it in the ingredients. That was a weird flavor I licked off the lid. It looks like milk beverages. Oh, you know, these remind me of uh, the ones in Japan when I was in Tokyo. The little milk thingies. Okay, hold on. Herbal jelly. Herbal jelly. Honeysuckle, dandelion. There's a few things in this which are not, like, processed things, but I can't quite figure out what they are. Oh, so here's... It's... It's small. Lo, lo, Logan, lo, Long, Longan, and milk herbal jelly. It almost looks like we pour this liquid out. You drink it? Yeah, it's a big, like, pudding thing. So I'm going to pour this little milk. It's a very small amount of milk. It's like a... Not even a tablespoon. It's almost, like, creamy. The little milk... The little milk packet. It is like cream. It's condensed milk. Mmm. I'm a Newfie. I like condensed milk. Newfoundland, Canada, I don't know if it's still the same, but they bought, well, way more condensed milk per capita than anywhere else in the country, and also a huge amount. Like, you know carnation milk? Yeah. Tin milk, milk that comes in a tin, comes in a can. When I was growing up as a kid in the 80s in Newfoundland, 90s, there were there were regular commercials for it, for carnation milk. Don't buy the off-brand. Buy, buy carnation milk. If it was in the commercial, they didn't actually say that, but... And there's syrup. There's a little knife on the edge of the spoon. What's that for? I have no idea. The knife? It's got a little serrated edge. I'm using it to get into the syrup. I don't want too much syrup. I don't know if it'll be bad. I was going to taste the syrup before I added it. Oh, I'm not. I want the whole experience. The whole experience. It's kind of, um, with the milky fat on top and a bit of the syrup, it's perfectly nice, but there's not really a strong flavor. The syrup is like a watered-down honey. Yeah, it's like a fructose corn syrupy table syrup type thing. But it's not like Aunt Jemima where the sweetness blows you away. No. It does have a little honey honey dipper on it. I don't know if there's actually any honey in it. And sometimes I'll put honey in things and, and like water it down with corn syrup for because um, it's cheaper, I guess. Syrup ingredients. Uh, oh, there is actually honey in it. An apple juice concentrate, which I can taste. And hawthorn, hawthorn juice. Yeah, so it's kind of all the, um, the greatest hits of Asian sweeteners. Corn fructose and honey and hawthorn juice and apple juice. Do you like this jelly thing? I, I don't think it's a buy again. It's not bad, but I wouldn't buy it again. It's kind of interesting. Now that I've got everything mixed together. It is interesting. It's definitely kind of a... Um, we haven't had anything like this on the show before. We've had some of the cups like this that are ready to go, but this adds all the stuff to it. And we had Japanese ones. This, are, this, is, Chi- this is Chinese, right? Product of China. Yes. So it's like a tapioca pudding. So it's solid, but it's got these chunks of coconut jelly in it. Yeah, like some kind of coconut type thing. Oh, squares. Mm-hmm. Like, um, not like a pickled coconut, but I don't know what you mean. But yeah, jellied, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's a certain flavor which reminds me of the smell of corn silage. Corn silage? Yeah. Now, of course, I know what that is, but our listeners might not. Would you like to explain what corn silage is? It's chopped up corn husks, or corn uh, stalks, that are fermented. They're cut, chopped up green and, green, and then they're fermented. Basically, usually by putting them in a big silo and letting them, well, I guess go off in a way. And it breaks it down and makes it, the corn stalks edible for the cows. Oh, okay. I always find it amazing how many things are fermented. Like chocolate, like cocoa beans are fermented is one of the early steps. And they're harvesting cocoa beans. Tea. Oh, yeah, that's right. Black teas are all fermented. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually know that. But I was like, oh, yeah, I know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. Yeah, so that's the difference between black tea and green tea. It's not just that one's more dry than the other. It's that they basically composted the one. Composted tea. Make sure you don't get your composted tea mixed up with your compost tea. But um bum for all you gardening buffs out there, that's a compost joke. The syrup is actually just by itself. The taste is a little bit left in my packet. It's it, yeah. There's a very like appley, hawthorny, honey 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of a very, I've never had a syrup. It's very watery, like you said. I've never had a syrup quite like that. I think this, chocolate, this drink would be better if it was like ice cold. So, on to what I've been looking forward to. Lay's potato chips. Although they're not potato chips. They're taro chips with salt and pepper. Yeah, Richard loves the chippies. Loves the chippies. Uh, what's in this? Taro, soybean oil, artificial seasonings, sugar, MSG, black pepper, brown pepper, yeast. Uh, they're salt and pepper taro chips. From what ch- is taro? It's a root vegetable with a little like purpleiness in, in the white. Okay, I've seen these in uh, the the root vegetable medley, medley uh, chips and that sort of stuff. Yeah, the, the taro is often in the root in the root vegetable medley where you get a bit of beet, a bit of sweet potato, and a bit of this and a bit of that. Yeah. That's good. So the jelly thing, would you buy the jelly thing again? I think not a buy again for me. What about you? I might actually. Huh. That is interesting. It's not bad. I don't dislike it, but it's not a thing I think I'll be like, oh man, I gotta get me a bowl of that jelly. But you like jellos and things. I do. So like an Asian jello with syrup is like Like I might get that as a dessert at a restaurant sort of thing, you know. You know, if they had had that, you know, saying at the end of a Chinese buffet or something or Or you're at a Chinese restaurant with me, which will happen eventually. Once the podcast can afford to do that. With this microphone sitting right at the table. That's right. They're pretty good chips. Not the most exciting flavor. No. But I like to have at least one safe thing every episode. And chips are safe with Richard, generally. Yeah. I prefer beet chips. If you're gonna They're good. Because they got that sweetie, earthy flavor. See, the thing is, is I went to TNT on Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, the one in Ottawa, which is near Ottawa Airport. And then I was able to get different kinds of chippies because the local Asian grocery store has different kind of chips than they have. Or they have the same brands, but you get different varieties and flavors when you go to different stores. So, Richard, are these chippies a buy again for you? Taro, salt, and pepper? I would say no, not because they're bad, but because there's so many other kinds of better chippies I'd rather have. Yeah, I, I think I would only buy these if I was going to go and be putting together my own mix. Like, and I wanted something to add to some Rich- other... Richard's Asian party chip mix? Yeah, exactly. You think it should be like a DJ. It's like, no, no, it's just a bowl of snacks. Hey, Richard. Yes? Uh, do you ever have trouble figuring out what to buy for your wife for Christmas? Uh, sometimes, I guess, but not really. I don't know what to buy my wife. So what are you going to do? I tried doing some recon. I got my binoculars and started watching my wife through the window. How'd that go? Well, she saw a large man staring at her through the window with a big pair of binoculars, and she screamed, Ah! Oh, no, that's not good. So it turns out she needs curtains. Now on to tonight's topic. <laughs> uh, it's good, right? Yeah, that's, that's a good one. That wasn't too bad. Yeah. Are you fake laughing when you do that? No. No. Can you ever tell if you're fake laughing or real laughing? I'm good at, I'm good at the fake you're laughing. You're an ambiguous laugher. <laughs> so now on to tonight's topic. This week, we're talking about the guy in Denmark that has brand new Lamborghini Huracan confiscated by Danish police. So I didn't know about this, and I should know, because I know about Danish things, having married a half-Danish person. But in Denmark, we're still eating chips while you talk, by the way. If you hear us eating chips, we're eating chips. Not by again, but we're still going to finish them. (laughs) Anyway, um, so they've had a big problem in Denmark, because I guess a lot of wealthy, um, well, they call them the media, Arabs or Middle Easterners, so mostly a lot of rich um, oil guys from the Middle East, they live in various parts of Scandinavia. So this particular guy, he lives in Norway. So he's, I think, an Iraqi expat who has Norwegian like land and immigrant status, so he can live in Norway. So he traveled to Germany to buy himself a brand new Lamborghini Huracan, as you've seen, or if you watch any of the car shows, 
everyone's done the hurricane. It's you know, it's, it's a big Lambo. It's amazing. Anyway, it's been on like, Top Gear a few times. Well, with the Clarkson era Top Gear and um, the Grand Tour with Clarkson. And I, it's been a while since I've watched them. I was gonna say, I, yeah, it's a few, few years ago. The Clarkson era is the only Top Gear era. Well, there was the old Top Gear, the silly one with Clarkson, which is more of a customer like like information show. And then there was like proper Top Gear, the one that he did. And then after he left, Top Gear got too serious and too corny. It didn't really work because like Matt LeBlanc is too tame. He's left the show now. But the thing is, like, I like Matt LeBlanc, but the problem with Matt LeBlanc on Top Gear and with the rest of the Top Gear people, they were all too safe. Clarkson didn't mind saying ridiculous things or drawing, like, a penis on the screen of a fancy new Tesla. He did silly stuff. And that's what people liked about the show, that they did actually argue, and they argued and bickered about stupid things. I find that Top Gear now is far too respectful. It's, oh, yeah, look look at this car someone built. But none of them say, I don't like it. Why? I just don't like it. Look at it. Eh. What are you, an idiot? No, I just don't like it. There's none, yeah. of, there's none of that. There's no more bickering. And that's what people like. People like that, oh, they sound like me and my buddies around the pub. They don't sound like, oh, we're presenters and present. Look at this beautiful new car. Well, they like they liked watching the other two get back at Clarkson. Well, all the pranks are fun. All the yeah. pranks were good. Anyways, back to the, this hurricane. Oh, yes. So this has been a problem with not just this one guy, but many people. So they've actually changed the laws. If you are speeding excessively, they can take your car. So the story of this guy is really funny. He wasn't just going somewhere in his car. He got to Germany. He bought himself a brand new Lamborghini Huracan. Two, three hours later, he's in Denmark. I guess he bought it in northern Germany. That's a proper car country. He's in Denmark, and the guy was going, I think it was uh, well over 200 kilometers an hour. When the, it was about 130 kilometers an hour zone. Anyways, this guy was going bloody proper fast, well over 200 kilometers an hour. He got pulled over and they confiscated the car. And what I love about the story was the arresting police officer, Danish police officer, was quoted saying that he seemed somewhat annoyed. And I can't tell if that's like Danishness being like, oh, he was a little annoyed. He seemed somewhat annoyed. Or the guy's so filthy rich. He was like, oh, I just bought this. I had to go all the way back, two hours back to Germany to buy another one. Are you kidding me? But apparently the guy's also going to be fine in addition to that. So losing a brand new Hurricane, hundreds of thousands of dollars, gone, he'll also be fine. And I don't know if there'll be criminal charges, but at that kind of speed... Well, I don't know about I don't know which Nordic countries, but I know that some of the Nordic countries the speeding speeding fines are means tested. That's Norway, I believe, uh, and or Finland. And Finland's actually not a Scandinavian country, but yeah, the Nordic countries. Yeah, um, yeah, I read about that when the guy tens of thousands of dollars, another guy was even more. But it's basically people who are like millionaires or you know people who own yeah. lots of businesses that they have huge trust funds, and I think that's perfectly fine. Yeah, no, it works for me. One of one of my coworkers made the crack that you know fines are just are punishment for the poor. That's right. I mean, if you make minimum wage, you make fifteen bucks an hour or even twenty bucks an hour, and you get a fifty dollar fine, that's like a quarter of my day's wages. But if you're actually worth millions of dollars and you make a big six figures net every year, oh, that'll be fifty bucks. Okay, how much to do it even faster? How much to break the laws more? But if you slam that guy with, that'll be fifty grand, sir. Holy, you know. There's a few different places that I've heard of, you know, so there's a, up in Wawa, there's a big, uh, not Wawa, Wasaga Beach area. There's a big car thing every year. And so there was a, there because of COVID, this past summer, you weren't supposed to gather. So it's a big custom car, people bring their custom cars out and that sort of stuff. But a lot of these guys are wealthy. So they just came out anyways. And so there was a thousand dollar fine that they put in place. And and they were just handing the they're they're saying okay you want cash or a check right because they don't care yeah whereas actually I think all fines 
gauge towards your actual income on your taxes because then people really think about it. Because if you make 500 grand a year, uh, you don't care about $1,000 fine. That doesn't mean anything to you. If that guy makes 500 grand a year and they said, okay, that'll be 50 grand a year, that'll be 70 grand fine. Oh, that's going to make them, you know, pause. Yeah. So I, I would say that generally I'm in favor of this as long as it's managed well because I do see how it could become punitive. Very well, quickly. you have to be also careful that, and they have this problem in some states, fines and traffic fines and that sort of stuff go directly into the police, that police department's coffers. So they have, or, you know, even money <laughs> seized from the proceeds of crime go into the, basically Which, the bank account of the department that makes the arrest. Right. What it actually should be going into general funds for the government because like uh, john oliver did a really great uh, piece on that a couple years ago i guess now perhaps pre-covid and it was about how the police can just seize money and there's been a number of cases there's one guy he had i don't know it was 20 grand on him or something like that he was going to buy a pickup truck he had the pickup truck ad he was halfway there from his home he got pulled over they took all the money because they they say oh it's for you know illegal drug use there's even one video of some police station somewhere in the states they had bought a margarita mixer for the police station with that money and there's no rules on how that money is spent so they're just seizing money we'll give you half back if you sign this thing no i want all my money back and it takes ages and legal stuff and this was like a regular guy going with cash to buy a pickup truck and he had all the information there and the police officer that seized the money left that out of his report it wasn't the report that the guy had the Kijiji ad printed out. It wasn't there. I'm going to this address. I'm going to buy this pickup truck. And he sees all the cash. Because um, I remember even once that happened to me, I got pulled over once just in New York State. I just crossed the Canadian border into the U.S. And I was five minutes, ten minutes past the border. And I got was pulled over. And, oh, here's my information officer. Just a spot check. He's like, you know, do you have any you know large amounts of money? And I said to him, you know, this was me like many years ago. I was just post-student. I'm driving like a crappy used car. Large sums of money? What do you mean by large sums of money? You know, large sums of money. Well, no, I don't really carry much cash when I travel. Well, how do you pay for things? A MasterCard. Like a normal human. I use a credit card. How do you pay for a hotel? How do you buy gas? He's like, well, no credit card. But the guy was clearly, oh, Canadian plates. And I guess there are drugs and things go across the border. Uh, but the guy was just looking for something. And he's like, how much cash do you have? I only actually had maybe two to $300 US for, my, for, for cat coffees and lunches, you know. But I was like, a large sum of money. Like, to me, it's such a foreign idea at that time. I was like, what kind of guy has, you know, oh, yeah, I got 10 grand here in the front seat. I like the way it looks. It's a conversation piece. Yeah, no, I read a story about a uh, guy. He was, I forget the, what, what his circumstances were. He had $60,000 in his cash. What was? His circumstances. What his circumcision was? His circumstances. Yeah. Were, he had to pay cash for his circumcision. No, he, he had $60,000. <laughs> thousand dollars he was moving i remember he was moving so he, d he didn't have a permanent residence at the time because he is moving cross-country and i guess he had just withdrawn all his money from his local bank and why is a wire transfer not a thing anymore maybe he was cheap and didn't want to uh and didn't want the bank fees because there's so many small banks in the states and there's fees for inter you know transferring there are so many really small banks but that only exist in this one town right and all the fees. That's why Americans, uh, well, when I was in the States last in 2019 before COVID, I was in Vermont and I went to a grocery store and they have like the regular kind of debit machine we have in Canada. And I, you know, swipe my card, put my, put my card, my chip in or whatever it is. And the cashier is like, is this a foreign card? Look at me like I'm an alien. I'm like, well, I'm Canadian. It's a Canadian card. And the machine was prompting her for a pin number. 
for my credit card. And she had never seen this before. They still sign with a signature because all the banks, the little companies, and I thought, what the hell are you doing? Use a password. A password. Anyone can sign anything. Yeah. Anyways, so what happened was this guy got er, got pulled over, broken taillight or something like that. I've got $60,000. in a ba- bag in my trunk. It's all my savings. And the cop arrested him. He got thrown in jail. Held, charged with uh, money laundering. Was in jail for like six months. Six months? Because waiting, awaiting trial. He didn't He didn't have anyone to post bail. But that screws up his whole life. Then if he, if he had a job lined up, you lose your job. He goes to trial. He's found innocent. Right. He asks where he can pick up his money. What money? It well no that was it was seized as a proceed of crime. It's not your money anymore. Yeah, but there was no crime. It was so, still it was still seized as a proceed of crime. Yeah, and this is this is what John Oliver was talking about. How to get your money back, you have to be able to afford a good lawyer who is going to hammer them and get your money back, yeah. which they will do. But they they put up all these walls. But it, it, it's basically the police in the United States are in effect legally able to steal your money. So, don't carry a large amount of cash in the United States. Just don't. Use a credit card, like a human in the 21st century. Why is that so hard? Americans love credit cards. Did they, I don't know they invented them. Did they invent them? Probably. I feel like they did. It's like, don't know, we'll keep, we'll use cash. It's like, what is this, Rome? How many coins for my horse? Alright, well, that's it for tonight. In the comments, please let us know what you think about tonight's topic. The guy that lost his Lamborghini Huracan because he was driving ridiculously fast past the speed limit. If you can please take a moment to share, like, subscribe, thumbs up button. If you already support us on Patreon, thank you very much. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Good night. Good night. (laughs) Good night. The show must go on. (laughs) Middle-aged man talk. Thank you so much for listening. Please check us out on Patreon. (laughs) Woof.